0: Welcome back to Dear Daisy Girls. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about Hinduism and the appropriation of Hinduism. Hi, my name is Arshia. My name is Anya. It's Joshita. Hey, guys, it's Yukta.
1: Hey, guys, it's Ameya.
0: Hi, it's Harshini. Hey, it's Nitya.
1: OK, so today we're going to be talking about, just like Arshia said, Hinduism and how the West kind of appropriates and cherry picks off of Hinduism. And I think we can, I think the most recent example of that would be manifestation quote unquote on TikTok. And anybody wanna go more in depth on that?
2: Yeah, so basically on TikTok, since it's been like a month or two, but people are like, oh, I'm manifesting the um, good things in my life you have to think about it, write it down multiple times. And it's like a whole process and all of that. People are like, oh, it's working. It's working for me. But just like recently, people have started to say, okay, this is literally Hinduism. And they're trying to say this is our religion. And it's funny how we get made fun of it a lot. But you guys are treating manifestation like it's your Lord and Savior, you know? Right. Yeah. So I think we, it's also
0: important to mention both sides of the situation because Um, There are people who practice Hinduism who don't see a problem with it, but then there's also other people that consider it cultural appropriation. So I think we should mention both sides.
3: Okay, like I feel like for most people, they honestly don't even know that it's from Hinduism. And like I feel like a lot of Hindus didn't even know that like we're the ones who started it basically. And I honestly feel like that's a problem with, like, education and things. Like, we should, everyone should be taught that, like, manifestation and and all this started from Hinduism.
4: Exactly, like. Hershani said and i'm always seeing all these accounts like all these manifestation accounts and i'm seeing that a lot of these accounts like not refuse to acknowledge that it's hinduism like in their comments they're stating yeah it's hinduism but other people can practice it so they know that it's hinduism but they refuse to credit it for some reason they feel they've not they don't feel the uh need to credit Hinduism when literally this is the only reason that you're able to get whatever you want right so I think some people aren't educated like that's true but the people who are educated still refuse to even like acknowledge that it is Hinduism I kind of like I have a little opposing
5: viewpoint I don't think you need to like credit a religion for something I think it's like it's okay if you're like respecting it and you're not making fun of it but, like, you can still do it, like, religion is for a lot of people to, like, admire, and, like, if you're not making fun of something or, like, depreciating it, then I don't think it's that big of a deal if you don't credit it. It's just important to stay informed, you know?
1: Yeah, I think that's what I was going to say as well. Um, if they did, like, they did acknowledge that it was from Hinduism, it's obviously not something that they, like, made up in their, like, spiritual thing or whatever, um, but I think it's hard to define what discrediting even mean you know what I mean so like what what do you even like what like you could say it's from Hinduism but then I feel like you kind of discredit that when you say like everybody can practice it
5: I don't think people need to like gatekeep like things from a certain religion I think if they like just know the history behind it and stuff then like it's honestly okay like sometimes people are a little too delicate and I respect that because it is their religion, but, like, as long as they're not making fun of it or, like, degrading it, I think it's okay for people to, like, take things from, like, other religions and use them, I guess. Yeah.
2: And, like, going off of that, I feel like Hinduism is definitely not something we should gatekeep and be like, it's just for us, it's just for us. I feel like it's the same people that put comments such as, oh, you pray to an elephant, or you pray to a monkey, or, like, the temples are always loud and noisy and it's ugly, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, it's our religion and you have to respect it. And first you have to learn how to respect it and defend us when someone else is disrespecting our religion before you can go out and, um, practice parts of our religion too. Like, it's amazing to have like, um, the tapestries on your wall or if you are going to manifest, that's great. We love that you're, um, we love that you're trying to practice parts of our religion and appreciating it. But at the same time, if you're going to allow comments such as cow worshipers and stuff come in, it's just, we're not going to let it slide. And it's mainly about like
0: giving the credit. That's, that's the thing that's missed. It's just like, I don't mind if you take like, if you want to borrow or like use some of the things that are from Hinduism, like the jewelry, the decoration, the, the clothing, the, Like, whatever it may be, but like making like cultural remarks that are like inappropriate, like saying things like that, and then still wanting to take parts of our culture is just like not okay. And also, like, not giving credit and just saying, oh, like Kim K is wearing this new fashion statement or whatever it may be. But like, it's not her creation, it comes from somewhere else, and that needs to be credited. Okay, so I think I definitely acknowledge that um, manifestation originated from Hinduism like that's literally where it came from me personally I don't have a problem with people practicing manifestation I do have a problem with people who call us things like cow worshippers and shame us for practicing Hinduism and then think that it's okay to be like oh manifestation like no like It's okay to practice it, but then support our religion, too.
1: One thing that a lot of people like to do is the reason that, um, like, Anya had a point, like, there's no point in gatekeeping it, but there's, um, it really does hurt when they go ahead and, like, people, they go ahead and they manifest stuff, and then, you know, they do all this, they do yoga and stuff like that, and that's from, you know, our culture, our religion, and that's fine. You know, our you know, um, the Vedas and all of our books say that anybody is welcome to practice it and that's completely fine. But it does cross the line, like Yukta said, when um, it's the same people who called us cow worshipers, called us monkey worshipers. Um, and it's like a lot of Christians, especially, it hasn't happened with any other religion in my experience. A lot of Christians will go ahead and just call Hinduism a blind or like fake religion, a false religion. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, saw that guy that's like crying on TikTok all the time. Um, that's saying like, oh my God, like Islam is fake. Judaism is fake. Everything's fake except Christianity. Um, which didn't really make sense to me because one, you know, Christianity, Islam and Judaism are all connected. So it doesn't really make sense to me why he called Islam false, um, but if you look at our, if you look at Hinduism, the amount of scientific facts and evidence that back up our religion is, you can't deny it, you know, like, we predicted
4: things way before scientists did. Yeah, and, like, going off of what, um, Amaya said, right? So on TikTok, there was this one video that went quite viral, and it was about a guy explaining the new CIA documents that were released. And it was basically just explaining some parts of Hinduism, some beliefs that were a part of Hinduism, right? And we were all looking at the comments, and all the comments were flooded with like, this is literally Hinduism, this is literally Hinduism. And it's, I'm not blaming, it's no one's fault that they don't know. So I think that people just have to realize, before mocking it, please realize that this is literally the oldest religion. It has an answer to every question, and it isn't blind faith, like Emea was saying, so.
1: Yeah, I have to agree with that.
4: Okay, so just how, like, Joshi said, it was on the
3: CIA documents, but I honestly think that, like, some accounts on TikTok, they have, like, maybe 10 or 20 fans. Like, it their videos don't really like make that much of an impact. But there was also another thing that went quite viral and it was um, a K-pop group called Blackpink. And in their music video, they had Ganesha on the floor and they had a bunch of other deities and statues of Hindu gods that were put on the floor all throughout their music video. And like our religion isn't your aesthetic to just use in your music video as you please.
5: And for some people who don't know, Ganesha is one of our, like, important gods, and in Hinduism, putting gods on the floor is like a sign of disrespect. So, sorry, I just wanted to say that.
0: Yeah, so I think this all comes back to, um, it's, in my opinion, okay to preach manifestation, but just understand where it came from and educate yourself about hinduism first because like we mentioned earlier it's one of the oldest religions and also one of the most popular
2: and going back to um harshani and anya's point i've seen so many things like when i was shopping for room decor on amazon i saw like i saw a poster with um i saw a poster with like a hindu god on it and it said um let that s-h-i-t go Like, I'm not going to associate that phrase with one of my gods. And they also had the same poster um, with the Buddhism religion as well. And I feel like that's not something that someone of the own religion would make. So why would you make that, right? And same thing um, on Instagram. There was this account that was like selling merch that was um, pictures of Ganesha. And it said, don't mess with Ganesh okay, you've never had even one single Indian person on your entire account. You're always featuring white people only. You haven't even, like, explained the fact that yoga, the account is a yoga account. You haven't even explained the fact that yoga is part of Hinduism. And if, when you, when you started getting DMs on it about how you were disrespecting the religion, you blocked people and made yourself a private account. If you're going to, if you're gonna like hide away and beat around the bush with the situation that just shows that you're like super disrespectful to our religion if like we tell you like can you not associate our religion with phrases like that and then if you're gonna block other accounts that's just like really rude.
3: Yeah and like going back to what Yukta said how she saw like Ganesha on t-shirts and stuff. I've also like seen this for a long time and I've seen like Buddha like statues of Buddha in stores and like it's being sold as like decoration pieces and Buddha is literally like for Buddhism that's who they worship and that's who they pray to and it's not just like a decoration piece in people's homes like it's an actual statue.
2: Yeah, I'm like, I was in Target one day, and I was, you know, shopping for clothes, and I see this one, like, tank top with rips all over it, and I'm like, oh, what is this? And I look at it, and it's a picture of Ganesha on there, and it's ripped, like, all through Ganesha's face, and holes on the top and everywhere, and then it just said safe journeys and a picture of Ganesha, and my sister and I, our jaws dropped. We were like, hold up. First of all, in most families, they don't even allow ripped jeans because Lakshmi won't stay in the house and stuff like that. Why would you put Ganesha on a piece of ripped clothing and then sell it? I don't get it
0: I also think that this is huge with like the idea of like even like if it's Ganesha or like sometimes they put like the OM symbol across like uh across tons of things like um jewelry, um shirts, yoga mats, tapestries, a ton of like decoration and things, and people don't know where that originates from. they're just like oh that's like that's that's the symbol itself and like like just like that it's just like people don't know where things come from also another thing i don't know if anyone brought this up yeah like the (laughs) i don't know if anyone brought it up or not but like there's this whole thing with this online store shien or sheen or whatever and there was like the swastika and that wasn't an actual like nazi swastika it was like a symbol it Uh, in Hinduism but people were like totally going off across that symbol but they don't know what it actually means and stands for and represents and they don't even think about doing their like research about it or like thinking about it but like those two symbols are similar but they mean completely different things and they they're they're like slightly tilted differently but they mean completely different things and the fact that people just decided to go off across it then like without even like doing the research and knowing what it was about and trying to ban it off of Sheen or Shan or whatever it is then it's like I just think that's like not right because that symbol actually means something to us in our religion.
1: Yeah and I know we're talking a lot about how um, a lot of things are appropriated and stuff like that but I think we should always we should, we should also take this episode as an opportunity to educate people Um, and I think that starts off with the most appropriated item uh, being the bindi and just a small little thing about the bindi Um, the bindi is it's cultural it's sorry it's religious uh, it's for hindus and basically it's worn as a third eye um, that is said to improve focus concentration and it's supposed to keep you safe and women wear it and men wear it um, as well sometimes, but women wear it more often, I guess, Um,
4: and it's supposed to be like a third eye. So the second biggest thing I'd say that is not necessarily appropriated, but, but like misunderstood, is in schools, right, where like everyone is taught that Hinduism is a polytheistic religion, but I think like like even teachers don't understand that it's monotheistic, and I think Harshini has a story for that. She can continue.
3: Yeah. So I took AP World um, a couple years ago, and we like obviously it's a class about world history, so we learn about all different worlds and cultures and stuff. So we were learning about Hinduism, and in the textbook it actually said that it was a polytheistic religion, and me and there were like four other indian people in my class but like they didn't say anything about it and obviously i was like hold up this is not right and i told my teacher i was like this is not correct like hinduism is a monotheistic religion and she was like no there's multiple gods it's polytheistic and i was like listen i'm literally a hindu like i know that it's monotheistic and she just refused to listen and she was like, if you put that it's monotheistic on our unit test or on the AP exam, they'll mark it wrong, when it's literally right. I hate it. <laughs> okay, so why I got like so mad about that is like, it is monotheistic, and like I can explain really quickly why. So basically, like we worship a bunch of different deities and different gods and goddesses, but that's just because our human mind can't wrap itself around worshiping something that we can't visualize so in order to visualize different gods and goddesses we created them but there's actually only one supreme god that we call brahman and there's only one and it's in everyone and there's only one god but there's different deities to visualize it
4: yeah so one way you can think about it is that like christians they worship Jesus, they worship the Holy Spirit. And then they, so they have like multiple people that they worship, right? But it's a monotheistic religion. You can think about it like that. We have multiple people that we visualize, like men that are gods, women that are gods, animals that are gods. But at the end of the day, it's only one supreme power.
1: Yeah, so another thing you want to talk about in this episode was cherry picking. And basically the definition of cherry picking is um, if there's a culture or religion, you take certain things that benefit you or that you like, and you don't deal with everything else. There's some things that you don't take like you know, the food. You might take the the clothing and the jewelry, but you won't take the food and you won't take the struggles, et cetera, et cetera. So a lot of people tend to cherry pick. And obviously I bet we've all had an experience walking through a store and seeing a piece of clothing with our God on it. Um, and what sucks is, if you guys didn't know there is a hate group actually like kind of like the kkk um in new york it's called the dot busters and they go after women who wear bindis and they're based in new york and it's really scary that um people like kim kardashian beyonce um etc and like selena gomez who have taken hindu culture and used it for their benefit for their music and for their um brand they have not said anything about it, and it's, I know a lot of us haven't heard about it, but it's impacted a lot of people, and people who appropriate Hindu culture, people who appropriate um, Indian culture, they don't want to deal with the struggles that we go through. Um, granted that they're not as bad as, you know, Black Americans, and et cetera, but no one wants to deal with it.
0: Oh, I was like, I didn't do that exactly. But like I did a Hindu camp, which is like kind of similar, I guess, because it was a two week camp where like all of us, like just a ton of Hindu kids went to a camp and like you'd spend the entire morning just like learning different prayers and everything. And you do group prayer before you eat. And then you spend the day learning about like things in the Bhagavad Gita and you like go over all of those kind of things. And it was like super informing because that like this is the sort of things like from that camp that I'm really going to take on and like that's I just remember so many of those things that really helped me like embrace my culture more and like you do so many things like you you do holy and like you you do like all these different things there that will really help like in the future bringing it through more generations and it also helps like it's like a more first generation way of becoming of bringing religion back into the generations.
3: Yeah, so I also want to add on by saying Okay, so like I know we're talking a lot about like how the Western world kind of talks bad about Hinduism, but there's also a lot of good things that happen in America and all around the world for Hinduism. An example is um, Chinmaya Mission, which is an organization that I am part of. And for other listeners, you can kind of relate it to a church or like a Sunday school. And it's kind of like a Hinduism Sunday school, I guess. And people all throughout different grades levels can go there and you can learn about your religion and your culture in different grade levels. So like, for example, in elementary school, you learn about like the gods and goddesses. And then in middle school, you'll learn about like symbolism and stuff like that. And in high school, you'll learn about more like in depth about who you are. And I go to Chimea and it's really nice. And I like, I met a bunch of my friends there. And it's nice to just have like a day where you can fully immerse in being a Hindu and like being an Indian.
0: I think a lot of first generation kids' parents put an emphasis on religion. Obviously not all of them, but I feel like most of them do. And I think sometimes we get annoyed by it. I feel like it mostly happens when we're younger. But when you think about it, um, it's really important that our parents continue to educate us about our religion because um, it's the only way that we can later pass it on to our future children if we have any or the future generation. So um, I just think it's important to appreciate whenever your parents wanna get you involved in cultural events or um, go to the temple or do puja. Like you should really take that time to understand your culture and make that a part of you so then you can later pass it on to future generations
3: I
1: just um yeah I agree with what Nitya said uh, my mom actually she um she was like she was like can you come to this like Swami uh, I think it was Chinmayananda and Mukundananda. um his like lecture and I was like no but like I have homework like I have stuff to do you I don't want to go and then she was like no you come on let's go and I was like Okay, fine. It's an excuse to dress up. So then I put on my dress, obviously a very cute dress, and I went. And um, it was a lot more fun than I expected it to be. I really expected it to be very, very boring. Um, did not expect it to be in English, because everybody, most people there spoke Hindi, so I was expecting it to be in Hindi. But um, it was fun. And he touched on a lot of points that I think are relevant in our lives. And these kind of life seminars that these gurus and swamis do, they're not just for adults. I think that applies to us as high school students because we have so much stress to deal with. Um, So, yeah.
2: Yeah, and also adding on to all of that, I just love how our parents did put a lot of influence of Hinduism onto us. If If you're someone that doesn't believe in it, but your parents do, this totally isn't bashing you at all. Like, you're all... I'm allowed to have your own opinion and your own beliefs but I'm personally happy that my parents did do that for me because I used to hate going to the temple but I never realized that it was kind of a safe space for me because during quarantine when we couldn't go to the temple and we only had the puja room at home I guess I couldn't connect to my religious side as, as more so when the temple opened up again I found myself really excited in a way and I did start praying a lot more. Um, in depth and stuff and I just feel I'm a lot more connected to my religion and it is helping me organize my life and feel better about the world as a whole.
5: I think there comes a point in your life where you finally realize that like like if your parents like if you take the same religion as your parents you realize like oh the reason they're doing this like so that you have somewhere safe and that you have something you can trust in like a higher power and like once you once you have that it feels really nice and I think it's important to just appreciate your culture like even if you don't realize it now eventually you will realize that they've been like if your parents have been wanting you to do something it's like worth it kind of
4: yeah and like just to like I think at the end of the day we should just like apart from like appreciating it, if we see something wrong that's happening to our culture, definitely call it out and encourage your friends that are non-Hindu to do that too. If they see something, make them call it out. And that's the only way we could like, and practice your religion. If you are religious, don't let it die because it is a really rich religion. Hinduism is really rich, the oldest. So don't let it die. Um, I think we're gonna wrap up here. Yeah definitely don't be afraid to like step up and take like a
0: control of like standing up for your religion because just because we are a minority and a lot of people don't talk about it we don't want Hinduism to be like stepped on and just like forgotten about we want it to be able to grow and actually be credited for the things that are taken from our religion and not credited but anyway thank you. Thank you for listening, and make sure to follow our Instagram at Dear Daisy Girls. And feel free to DM us your favorite part of this episode. We post an episode every week, so stay tuned and bye. Hey guys, bye.
2: Bye. bye, thank bye. You. bye.